0: Alright, well, I want to start by, we'll get into when y'all were players, but first let's talk about your experience, like your first memory of the College World Series as a kid, maybe, um, any type of memory tied around Omaha and the College World Series?
1: Uh, my first vivid memory, um, realistically, is watching the, uh, the Brad Cressy single, okay. Ryan Terrio sliding in the home and i can remember saying then even though i had no clue what the path or if there was a path i'd be like man that'd be pretty cool to do that looks kind of fun <laughs> yeah. so like that's my first like
2: vivid memory of it but uh yeah uh mine was I, 1998 i actually came here as an eight-year-old Okay. with my uncles and cousins and uh lsu was going for the 3 P. and they were two and oh and then they had a cold front and the uh cold front june you know, i know it's crazy but the wind started blowing in, no more home runs. They end up losing the next two and go home. But that was my first real experience. And then as I got older, 20 uh, 2000 year, uh, I kind of understood it a little bit more. And so I watched that game. And I had the privilege of getting to play with Mike Fontenot down the line in pro ball. And uh, so I kind of made fun of him there. And then obviously in you know, 09 when we were here. But this is my first time back to Omaha since we won it in 2009.
0: Okay, so this is your first time back as a fan. Yeah, I've
2: never been to the new stadium.
0: All right, I love it. Talk about your experience as a player when y'all were here um, at the College World Series.
2: Well, mine was I was a freshman, and um, Jared and the guys had gone through that unbelievable season in 2008, right? They had a 23-game winning streak. They got to Omaha. They were a national seed, and that was his sophomore year. So then 2009, we had a lot of guys come back, and we had the expectations similar to like the LSU guys had this year, where the expectations were Omaha or bust, national championship type of thing and so I was just trying to fit in where I could fit in and you know fortunate for me I was able to get on the field and play a little bit more and uh, and then we came here and we ended up winning it so that I mean that experience to come here as a freshman and to go out there and win the entire thing especially the way we did it was was pretty special Uh, my
1: experience here was so in 2008 we're back in 2008 when we came I uh We were riding like a super high. We had that long winning streak. We got here, and everybody was just kind of like wide eyed and was like, like we did it, right? We got here, and we, we came here to win. We obviously didn't. Went one and two, lost, went home. When we came back in 2009, obviously that was Mikey's freshman year. But the guys that had been on the team the year before, it honestly, I mean, we were only here for a week ish. Right? No, I'm talking about the week, the year before. We were here for like a weekish. We came back the second time. It kind of felt like we were at home. Like legit, no one was like wide-eyed. We we told all the same jokes that we told the first time coming in here. It was just kind of like we were at home. So the second time coming, it was like it was a business trip kind of, and it was nothing felt new, and it was very, it was real comfortable for us. So it was it was cool.
0: So you're calling this home? Um, a lot of people refer to this as Baton Rouge North. So talk about the city of Omaha and how they, they treat us coming here and y'all's players coming
1: in. To I, Omaha. I think that was a big part of the uh, the kind of wide-eyed feel was when we got here in 08. It had been a couple years since we had been there as, you know, as LSU. And we got here and it legit felt like, why are there so many people in purple and gold here? Like, it, it was crazy. So... Being here as a fan and kind of seeing how the city takes this fan in, uh, takes this school in, how the city kind of transforms into LSU fans itself. Like, it's crazy. Like, even whether you win it all or not, when you're here, there's still LSU fans around the park all the time. When they're not playing, there's LSU fans around the park all the time. So it's, it's cool to see and to kind of be back here on the other side of it. It's just a different experience and we are enjoying it so far. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, obviously, what Skip did... In the '90s, and, and while he was there, it's kind of set the precedent for, you know, this being, you know, LSU North, right, Baton Rouge North. And so, I kind of knew a little bit what to expect on the fan side since I'd come here when I was younger. But then, as a player, you just don't know how everything's going. You're going to interact with everybody. If you're going to be able to experience like that, feel that fandom, and uh, I was was pleasantly surprised when I got here. I was like, man, this doesn't feel any different than it did at Bat- in Baton Rouge, right? You. You have practices. You have 25, 30 media outlets following you in practice, and that was in 2009, which it wasn't that long ago. But compared to now, you know the media is completely covered completely differently now, and so uh, you kind of get that the advantage of, of playing through LSU in the, in, in the SEC and then coming here and seeing that, and then you know going to the team hotel, and you know we were at the Embassy Suites back then, and so you could see the the center of everything and you would just get wrapped around with fans from different first floor, second floor, third floor. And then when we won it, we came back in there. There was a tunnel leading into the hotel. And then I think three or four floors full of people just on the balcony looking at us. It was, it was a pretty surreal moment. And it's, you know, LSU fans obviously, I'm biased, but they're obviously the best at, you know, what they do and that's being fans and supporting their team. And so uh, I appreciate y'all, thank y'all. Uh, we couldn't do that without them. So the, the fact that we were able to experience that and give them a championship and be able to see how we reacted to it was, was pretty awesome.
0: I love it. You just kind of hinted at how things have changed since from 2009 to now. Like what, yeah. How has baseball and a, being a collegiate athlete playing baseball now changed so drastically? Just a few high points.
2: Yeah, I don't know if we have enough time for all <laughs> of that. but. Uh, Baseball in in general has obviously changed a lot. Like, I think when we came in 2009 and then whenever even when I was playing pro ball in 11 and 12 when I first got there, I think the average fastball velocity, I think, was 90, 91 miles an hour. Now the average fastball velocity is 95 miles an hour. Uh, You have a lot more technology that is involved with baseball. Guys are better earlier because of the media side of it, the social media side of it. You have more access to educational stuff. You have more access to players. And I think that helps the progress of the game. Um, And then as far as this place and the media, like the media side of it and playing in college, like Facebook was really the only social media thing that we had. I mean, if you had MySpace, I'd never had a MySpace, but uh, yeah, right. It was still kind of tied to colleges. And so now you have Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all these different media media outlets and social media outlets. So the players are a little bit more popular and they're a little bit more well-known, which I think is great. For the game of baseball i think it's great for college baseball and uh you know these these guys need to really really take it in and and they've earned every bit of it yeah i uh
1: i think for player side of it year in and year out playing and being in purple and gold you kind of get the best of the experience of it all because i do feel like the fan side of it and everything that they do as a as an organization it is at the top of the list so Yeah, like he said, I mean, Facebook was literally still college-related. That's pretty much where it was. And to see where it is now with the fan engagement and how forward that side of it and everything's pushed, to see how the actual baseball side of it is, where it's so technological. And you can be a 14-year-old kid right now with access to Aaron Judge's hitting coach. And if you can kind of listen to that and pay attention to that and use that daily, I'm not saying you could be Aaron Judge, but you didn't have that. Exactly, you gotta be a defensive end to be Aaron Judge. But my point is, is, there was no access to stuff like that when we were coming up. So it's pretty cool to see that these players are a lot better at a, at a much younger age, they're much more advanced skill-wise, and I only expected to kind of really keep going on that same uptick.
0: Yeah, um, I think a lot of that affects the mindset of a player. So, talk a little bit about how the mindset shifts from regionals to super regionals to college world series.
1: Um, Honestly, it doesn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think uh, it there's a different feel once you like literally once you get to postseason baseball because you just know like this is we're coming down to what could be the last. Don't let this one be the last. So there's a different feel to it, but I I do think the teams that are successful, the teams that are able to get it done or the teams that are able to simplify it and make it feel like that fall practice after an Alabama game that you didn't want to have you got to be able to dumb these situations down when there's 30,000 people in the stands, when there's people screaming at you, when the umpire's calling ball six inches off the plate, when the catcher's the best friend you played within the Cape, you got to be able to take all of that out of it and dumb it down to the simplest form of stuff and just play the game. And the people that are better, as weird as it sounds, the people that are the best at doing that, the teams that are the best at doing that, those are the teams that are successful. It's it's crazy, but I, I do think it's really that simple.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's not something... Uh, there's no switch you can just flip and say, okay, we're in postseason baseball, and now it's time to really turn it on, right? That's something that you've got to train yourself the entire season. That's something that you prepare for for the entire year. And I think that, you know, Jay and the guys at LSU right now, the players specifically have, have taken to that. And I think that they've taken that, um, that mindset through the entire season. So, um, yeah, it, nothing really changes as far as approach. Now, things are a little bit more magnified, right? Like, if you lose now, you, you, there's no more, hey, it's okay, we're going to rebound next series and we'll figure it out. Like, this is it. That's what makes winning a national championship so hard. That's what makes baseball so tough. And so if you don't flip the switch and if you kind of have that mentality the entire year, I think that helps going into the postseason. Now, with that said, once the regular season starts to come down, cause it starts to wind down, you kind of get this, sta- not stale feeling, but you're like, okay, I'm ready to get to the next, the next part. And so the way we kind of... Approach it was, hey, you have the regular season. Approach the regular season like every postseason game. But then once that's over with, you have to understand what the job at hand is. And that's winning a national championship and going out there and say, you know what? We're going to stay disciplined in what we're trying to do. We're not going to change our mindset. We're not going to change the things that we've done. But understand that this is it. Like, there's no more, hey, we didn't figure it out this week and we'll figure it out next weekend. Like, if you want to go win it, you got to go and play your best baseball right now.
0: Um, there's a lot of kids out here, I've, I've noticed. They probably one day want to experience the experiences y'all had getting to the College World Series. What is a piece of advice, a tip, a trick that you could give to them?
2: Uh, for me, it's enjoy where you're at, right? And I think that that goes into you know when you're young, uh, even through high school, college, professional baseball. Because if you enjoy what you're doing and where you're at and you don't focus on trying to get to the next location, the next level, the next, you know, I need to hit a home run tomorrow, or if I don't, I need to make the JV team, or I need to make the varsity team. If you're focused on always trying to do something in the future, you're going to kind of miss on where you're at now, right? And I I had, I was, you know, I fell into that a little bit in professional baseball where I was an A-ball, and I was trying to get to double A as fast as I can, trying to get to triple A as fast as I can. When I was in college, I won the national championship. All right, now I need to do better next year. Then I gotta get to my junior year. Then I gotta get drafted. And so not saying I didn't have fun and enjoyed it cause I did, but I think it takes away from the development. I think it takes away from the fun of baseball. Cause when you're young, that's the most innocent baseball is ever going to be, right? Like this is strictly for the fun of the game. It's strictly for, Hey, I love what I do. I want to continue to develop and be better. And, uh, and that, I guess that, that would be my advice now. If, we're not going to get into a conversation about little league baseball right now and travel baseball because that's a whole different animal. But enjoy where you're at. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Understand that at this at this point in your moment, especially if you're a, child, a kid, it is a game and it's supposed to be fun. If you don't have fun playing it at 10, 11, 12 years old, you're not going to have fun playing it when you're 18, 19, 20 years old.
1: Um, yeah, I think the the way he said it touches on kind of the word I
2: would put to it
1: all, which if. Whoever's listening right now, if you sit back and think of the best things that you have in your life and the best things that have gone good for you in your life, there's probably a strong chance you loved every moment of everything you did in it, right? So fall in, whether it's you falling in love with literally hitting off the tee, whether it's you falling in love with literally being around that group of players that you're around, fall in love with what it is with what you're doing, and that's probably the best way to go about it because you know, we gotta. So we have a group text of what, twenty six of us. I want to say like nineteen of them, and we talk every day. Like I'm not kidding you, every day. Nineteen of us were all on that 2019. So when I say fall in love, that's literally what I mean. Like we were playing with our best friends, and the only goal that we had, the only, the only thing everyone truly cared about once the season started was winning a national championship everyone's got their own personal goals everyone's got their own agenda you write those down you 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 realize what they are but when we showed up every day it was hey how do we get a win today how do we just beat the other team today and if we don't how do we beat the other team the next day like that's all we worried about so we worried about that we enjoyed who we were with it didn't matter where we were still to this day you could literally put us anywhere and that group will be the most rambunctious group you yeah. ever been
2: around. Like, it doesn't matter where, so. And to add to that, the more you do that, right, the more you focus on what do I need to do to win, the more likely your numbers are going to be where you want it to be, or probably even better than you anticipated. So, uh, yeah, 100% agree.
0: To sum up a little bit of what I think you're both saying, it's a lot of living in the moment. Yes. Um, so you will be living in the moment as a fan <laughs> this go around, what is a tradition or something in the city of Omaha that you've been dying to experience? Because you all just got in last
2: night. So well, early in the morning. Oh, early in yeah, the morning. It was, was a long travel day. It was a long travel day. Um, for me, it's just this, really. Like, walking around and seeing the energy from the different fan bases and, and kind of seeing how who shows up. Obviously, you have the uh, Jell-O Shot Challenge thing that's going on. So I think we're going to step in there and see what that's all about. Um you know, really, just walking around the stadium, just understanding, you know, what this looks like as a, from the fans' perspective. Like just today, obviously we're LSU fans, but we're also college baseball fans and baseball fans in general. So, just to be able to see that, see the energy, uh, walk around, and just kind of see what every school is about and the fan base is about. I think that's what I'm looking forward to most. 100. Uh, percent Just kind of being around, seeing that, seeing what it
1: actually is from this side. I can remember um, in college when college was over, I'd go to pro ball. I finished my first season of pro ball, and I came back for the first fall of me being around in football season, without playing football. So I go to tailgate, and I'm like, What did I do? What? what did I miss? Yeah. I don't, why did I play football? I should have been out here the whole time. So I, I, you know, it's it's a different experience. It's a different side of it. I'm looking forward to kind of being around and just literally taking everything we can in from that side of it.
0: Yeah. For those of you all that don't know, Jared was a dual athlete, football and baseball. Tell us right now what was we'll your two favorite. And
2: one national in
0: both yes, teams. national champion in both sports.
2: And the only other guy was Chad Jones, both on the same baseball team. Ah. How crazy is that?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, tell us what you like better, baseball or football. Go. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm a big fan of the unknown. And I feel like yeah in in sports. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like surprises. But uh I feel like in baseball, especially when you get to postseason baseball like literally live and die pitch to pitch yeah. and i feel like that energy is completely different like when you hit 300 you're still 30% so it still feels like it's not supposed to happen when you get a hit so like the the, the mystery of that and actually happening feels completely different like football's great don't get me wrong but everyone knows when it's a college game day and you're playing the number 2 team and you're the number 1 team and you show up and it's been loud since tuesday like it's and it just becomes not in a bad way, like I enjoyed every single second of it, but you get used to it, like you get used to the noise, you get used to the, just the everything about it, yeah. and it just be kind, of, it kind of becomes normal. So like in postseason baseball, I still like, feel like you feel the ups and the downs and everyone riding through it, and I think that's something special.
0: That's pretty cool, I like that. Okay, so tell us where y'all are now, and maybe something baseball taught y'all that y'all still use every day, and, and what you're kind of doing now.
1: Baseball taught us that we still use every day. Um, well, Coach Merritt did teach us if he can't trust us to bring our toothbrush on a road trip, then he can't trust us to get a hit or two out. So, you know, I make sure I bring my toothbrush everywhere. So that's my thing. Okay. Um, nah, so me and him have a podcast, an internet show that we do. That's what are we about? 18 months right now. 18 months. About 18 months into it right now, it's been pretty good. It's growing. Um, we've enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to do something with it here while we're here, so we've been doing that. I'm actually still trying to figure some things out on the other side of some things I want to get into, but I'm trying to keep myself busy while I'm doing it, so just trying to stay busy right now. Um,
2: I'll tell you what I'm doing now, and then I'll end it with what we uh, learned from baseball. But. <laughs> <laughs> So we uh we have we do the you have a YouTube show and a podcast like you said it's called Mike W we do it three days a week uh, live show uh, kind of keeps us involved with sports and LSU and and everything like that right we don't just talk baseball we talk everything right now it's obviously the majority of baseball so we've enjoyed that and we're going there um, I did the uh, stereotypical athlete route after sports was up, baseball was over with and I did, I'm in commercial insurance okay. so I work for Sure Partners and I do uh, you know commercial insurance that side which has been great you meet a lot of great people and. Uh, you know, a lot of the same things that you learn in baseball as you're training and as you're, you know, on the field, you're going through these failures, you kind of take them to the business world. And so for me, uh, he mentioned Coach Mary, and, you know, when we're young and, and, you know, we have our shower shoes, or our locker messy, and we have to run for it. We don't understand why that mattered, you know, because it doesn't affect what happens on the field. And the reality is, you know, a lot of things that he said was, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? And so if you take pride in doing some of the little things that, that you may not think is matter, you know, a lot of little things add up to a lot of great things. And so, you know, when you take that into the real world, you take that into the business world, and I've kind of learned that, you know, I, if I do the things that I learn in baseball, I'm gonna outwork the majority of the people that I'm going up against in, in that field. And so, uh, the work ethic side of it, you know, understanding that attention to detail and, and the little, you know, money stuff, uh, makes a big difference.
0: Well, I've sure had fun following along y'all's journey. Thank you for sharing it with the fans. thanks for having um, us. Fans, thanks for having us out here. Uh, we will be excited to cheer on our Tigers and continue to watch the College World Series. Thanks for joining us, y'all.
2: Thank you. Yeah, meet us at Rockos. we we'll, we'll take care y'all. We got some surprises for y'all.